Welcome back to the Rockcast, everyone, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps and Rockslide.com. Jordan here, and we're going to kick through another episode of Tipsy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, September 27th. September's already, like, wrapping up, which just seems crazy to me. It was, uh, as I described it in a video last weekend, it was an okay season for us. We, um, you know, we put a lot of, uh, we were after a deer and put a lot of resources and a lot of energy into uh, really just packing in there and spending time on him, trying to get him patterned, and then he ended up getting shot by somebody else, and uh, I didn't really have, I had some other good areas to go to, but no other like specific bucks, so I uh, didn't hit it super hard in the middle of September, um, spent a lot of time doing work and doing different things just here at home and spending time at home before October kicks off. And, um, yeah, then we went out this last weekend and glassed a buck up later on in, well, I guess it was like midday, glassed a buck up, bedded, and made a stock on him. And uh, Leah got to like, gosh, 30 yards of him maybe and was standing there waiting for him to uh, stand up. The wind must have... uh, swirled a little bit the buck jumped up and uh she drew he was behind a tree and he was making his way up to um I guess the like his escape route that was pretty apparent about where we hoped he'd go if he was going to go up and out of there and uh had to there's only two things um that she could range like pre-range before and it was like 45 yards, and the other one was 30 yards, and he was right in between there somewhere. I think she shot for 40, and uh, he must have been just a little bit closer and just barely sailed it over his back. So uh, it was a super fun stock, though. I'm glad that um, I'm glad that we got in on a little bit of the action. And uh, yeah, now it's it's onward to October. Um, coming up here for me, I'm gonna go to uh, I'm gonna go film. Robbie Denning and Les Welch on a mule deer hunt and so that should be a bit of fun here this first week of of October um and then after that I've got quite a bit of stuff going on um Leah took off some work and we're gonna go to we're gonna hit the opener for rifle season here in uh, Idaho and then we're gonna go to Nebraska and help do some ranch things and she drew an antelope tag there so we're going to try to shoot an antelope there. And then I drew a Wyoming tag. We're going to go to Wyoming. And then uh, she drew, we both actually drew a Montana deer tag. Um, I'm waiting for, there's a SIG project that's happening later on in November that I'm going to save my tag for. But we can start hunting for her tag right here, right away. So after Wyoming, we're going to go make our way back to Idaho via Montana route and try to hunt our way back. And... Um, try to get a deer so it's going to be really interesting October super excited for it and then uh, after that I dive back over into Nebraska and we start our guiding season and getting that kicked off and and finished out in December so things are about to to really heat up I guess Um, all right uh, some other housekeeping stuff I want to talk about uh, the photo contests are kicking off and starting up. So there's tons of prizes in line for the best mule deer photo, whitetail, elk, sheep, etc. And uh, if you go to the forums, the Rockslide forums, 
Select the species that you wish from the subforums to enter on, and you can find the official thread as a sticky at the top. And read the rules as there are strict rules, like you can only enter one picture type of a deal or you're going to get kicked out of the contest. But seriously, tons of good stuff. They're always really good turnouts, and they're fun to just go scroll through. There's a ton of um, elk and mule deer pictures posted already, so go check those out. And then uh, a little bit of a housekeeping, I guess an important note uh, for me, this is going to be uh, my last Tipsy Tuesday. wanted to, to mention it before it happens. Um, last Tipsy for me and the Rockcast, um, I'm still going to be active on the forums, but I am going to be moving on from the Rockcast podcast um, and just kind of taking the next step in my career, I guess. So best way to to follow me is going to be throughout Instagram or my Facebook accounts. Um, appreciate everybody for all their support over the last, gosh, we're, I think we're over 170 original episodes and then probably 50, 60 Tipsy Tuesdays in there. So it's been a really fun run. Um, but just one of those things, I guess, time to, time to go on. So um, latest episodes we've done, we've got I Travis Hobbs on talking about, talked about road camps. And then I did a solo podcast talking about backcountry camps, some of the gear that I've used, been using the September that's new, kind of how I'm pairing all that stuff together. So those are our two latest episodes. And uh, we will have another episode coming out here in just a couple of days before I take off to go film with Robbie. And, uh, and yeah, then I guess that's it. Um, so new, new, uh, Rockside articles, uh, everybody is like deep in the field, uh, hitting their tags really hard. So there really hasn't been any new Rockside articles in the last couple of weeks. Um, but there are tons of like articles available on the website in the archive. So if you go to, uh, rockside.com, hit the tips and tactics tab at the top, and then you can select mule deer, elk, antelope, tons of articles uh, pertaining a specific species that you want and hunting them. And then uh, a ton, a ton of articles about gear used to go hunt those things. So go check that out. Uh, A new product that just dropped hit the deck today. We have a new Garmin has a new inReach device. So they're calling it, I think, just their inReach communicator. It uh, it's three hundred bucks, so it hits uh, a decent price point. You've got it. It enables um, group messaging, and the new there's a new app for it. Enables group messaging. So before, when you tried to put together a group message in inReach and kick it out, it send it to those people individually, and then when they would send a message back to you, it would send them back individually. So it wasn't like a true group message. Um, as far as I, what I've read on it, uh, I really didn't even know it was coming until today. So I'm glad that they dropped it today instead of tomorrow. Um, there's no GPS functions, uh, as far as like, um, using your device as a GPS itself. This is just strictly a communicator. Um, you have your GPS functions on board, like sharing your location when you send, um, a message if you want to, and then of course your SOS, but the communicator portion of it, to me, it's like, it's a direct, 
uh, competition to something like the Zolio is what it is. Um, looks really small. It is definitely updated. Looks different than the the inReaches that are going out right now. So go check that out if you're in the market for an inReach. I've talked about them a bunch. I think they're a really good thing to, to have for safety purposes. And then um, it is just a device, I think, that lets you, you know, instead of going on a on a three-day trip and then, you know, having to pack out for a day so you can touch base from home and everything. Um, it can let you stay out there longer. It can let you stay out there a little more comfortable too, knowing that everything at home is okay. And, uh, yeah, just a big fan of them. So, season is finally here, everybody. And let this be your reminder to make sure to download all of your Onyx Hunt maps into offline mode before you head out into the field and lose service. And if you don't have Onyx Hunt maps yet, go to Onyx Maps forward slash hunt and use code ROCKCAST at checkout. You'll get 20% off. Go on, download the app, and you're just going to have a, a mapping app that is right at your fingertips. Definitely helps with uh, decision making and certainly helps with dropping pins and just keeping things organized. So it is a great tool in the backcountry. I don't think anybody can dispute that. Go to onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt to check it out. There are a few things that I love more than waking up on the crisp September mornings and glassing for bucks, listening for bugles, and just enjoying my time out in the field. And I really do think that that is enhanced by some good coffee. My go-to is Black Rifle Coffee's Instant Coffee Packs. Uh, they're small little packet sticks. They dissolve right into the water. You're not chewing on any grounds or any crazy things like that. They taste great, and they're great for mornings, of course, and then also a midday pick-me-up, which I really do enjoy. So go to blackriflecoffee.com. If you use code ROCKSLIDE with your order, you will receive 20% off. Go check it out. If you're anything like me, uh, you're always trying new gear stuff. doesn't matter what time of year it is. Even if it's in the middle of September, you're swapping things around. A great way to save some cash on that is actually to get cash back over just saving money at a sale or something. And with ActiveJunkie.com, you can do that. So go to ActiveJunkie.com forward slash rockslide. It's going to give you access to some of the favorite outdoor and hunting brands. But overall, on the Active Junkie website, they have 1,500 brands and retailers. Basically, what they're doing is they're giving you cash back for clicking through to the brand or retailer you want to purchase through, through their website. So let's say you want a new sleeping pad. Yours went flat. You want to do that through Shields. Go to ActiveJunkie.com. Go to the Shields logo. Click on it. It's going to take you to the Shields website. You're going to purchase your new sleeping pad. Shields is going to ship that to you. And then Active Junkie is going to give you cash back up to 20% cash back for that purchase. So it's a great way to stack on with sales that the brand retailer is already doing and then get some cash back on the back end. So it's a great way to purchase gear. Check out activejunkie.com forward slash rock slide for more info. So this September, I think everybody can agree, has been absolutely hotter than hell so far and got me thinking it's really important to have good clothing to keep you cool, comfortable, and deadly, really. Um, Firstlight.com has you covered on that. They have everything you could ever need from early to the late season. This September, I have been rocking the Wick t-shirt a whole bunch. Um, super comfortable t-shirt. 
I also love the Wick hoodie version of that. And for pants, I've just been using my like one pant to do it all in pretty much all the seasons, the Corgit Foundry Pant. You get a knee pad option. You can take them out if you don't like them. They have giant hip vents, which are you know key for uh, ventilation. And then the material is heavy enough that it'll take you all the way through the late season. You can find all of that and tons more at firstlight.com. Uh, some hot news. This one's just like a little heartbreaking. Um, there was a bow hunter that was injured by a moose in Colorado. So sounds like this fellow waited forever to draw a moose tag. Um, he got into the backcountry and shot at a moose. He missed it. When he missed the moose, it charged him and it gored him. And I haven't heard any updates. Um, I know he was alive when they took him out of the field. Haven't heard really any updates of his condition since. But um, sounds like it gored him. He hit the SOS button on his inReach or something similar. Um, and then they sent, like, forest service. They, they sent people in and they snagged him and took him out. So, um, kind of an unfortunate deal there. Waiting so long to get a license. Finally get in the red zone. Uh, miss, first of all, and then get charged by the moose is unfortunate. Okay. Um, next thing we got here, this is just kind of one of those goofy stories. Um, there's a North Dakota woman that was arrested for bringing a raccoon named Rocky into a bar. Sounds like her family found the raccoon as a, I don't know what you'd call them, a baby raccoon. And they took it in and when it was... Uh, gave it the name Rocky, and when it was going to get bigger, they were going to they were going to turn it loose. Well, she decided to go show it off at a bar, and um, sounds like the bar owner or the bartender wanted her to leave with it because they were afraid that it's a you know wild animal with possible rabies that it could it could be a health hazard in a bar. So um, she didn't do that. The cops got called. Anyways, she's being charged with misdemeanor offenses of providing false info to law enforcement. Didn't really specify what that was all about. Uh, tampering with physical evidence. They didn't really explain what that was about either. And then unlawful possession of a fur bearers. And she could get two years in jail and 7500 bucks in fines. Um, they did euthanize raccoon to test it for rabies. The rabies came back negative. Um, they said they euthanized it for public health and safety issues as having wild raccoons as pets is illegal. So that's an interesting story there. Uh, and then this next one, I saw it literally just like 10 minutes ago before I was going to record this. Uh, there was a fella in Wyoming that this was like a, a true written out article from a local Wyoming source. Um, the, you know, this is only sharing like one side of the story, I guess, if there even could be two sides of the story. But anyways, this fella in Wyoming, he says he was eight miles back. His buddy packed him in on horses, dropped him off. He was deer hunting. He shot a buck, big buck. And, uh, looked like he had inlines on both sides, heavy, just like a really good big deer. Um, sounded like he like quartered it out, hung all the meat up. Uh, when he went back to camp, he took the head and the hide back with him. And sounds like he was pretty close to grizzly country. So he went 
like a couple hundred yards from his camp, put the hide in the head in a tree along with uh, one of his shirts. He says it was a Sitka shirt, hung it up in the tree, you know, given like some human scent to hopefully keep the bears away. He went left camp, went back up to get the meat. When he came back down to camp, the head was gone, the hide was gone. Um, he thought a bear had got it at first, but his shirt was gone, everything else, like gone, no trace of it. And the knots that he had tied in the loop had been like untied. So it wasn't like they got cut down or, you know, a bear like ripped it out of the tree. It, uh, like the knots had been completely untied. So, and somebody took his, somebody took his deer head and his hide, which is unfortunate. So hopefully they find, uh, they find whoever did that. This is, you know, the second or third crazy thing that I have heard of this nature. So, yeah, there you go. On to the hot minute here. Uh, I want to talk about packing and organizing for a trip. So, uh, when we go on this big October excursion that we're about to embark on, um, we're going to bring, this is something that I haven't ever done before. But we're going to bring a, a chest freezer, like a small chest freezer with us. Um, I'm not really too worried about like the Nebraska antelope we might get. We're going to have access to a freezer there. I'm not too worried about the Montana deer that we get, hopefully we get, because we can just put in a big cooler and keep rotating ice through it. And that'll get us home because we would just come right home after the Montana hunt. Um, the kicker comes with the Wyoming deer because it's right in the middle. So I talked about, um, could get it, take it to a processor, just have them process it, see about shipping. It's going to be expensive. Um, or taking it, you know, to somewhere in the Montana area and seeing if wherever we end up seeing if there's a freezer, we can put it in. Um, but really with how fairly inexpensive those tiny little chest freezers are, like we're just going to go that route, especially when a lot of the, the meals that we're going to take for dinners that we're making in the trailer, a lot of the stuff is going to be like base camp based. To start with, we can always spike out with our backpacks, but um, most of this is going to be like fairly accessible country, I think. So we're going to want to use the side by side and probably just stay out of the trailer. So, um, so we're going to take that and we're going to have these frozen dinners that we're going to make at home. We're going to put them like kind of pre-proportion out two uh, portions for, I guess, one for each of us. And then we're going to put them in vacuum seal bags and we're going to freeze them solid. So having that freezer with us is going to be nice for being able to, to plug that freezer in to the pickup and keep it frozen. So um, I guess that's what, uh, that's what we're going to do there. And then, um, cooler wise, we're going to have like a cooler. We are just going to dedicate to drinks, um, and a, a cooler shout out to Yeti's, the Tundra Hall that has the little wheels on it. Um, it's like, I would say it's roughly a 45 quart with wheels on it. Uh, the wheels are unreal. Uh, they're just really kick ass. And if you're looking at updating or trying to get a, a hard cooler to just like have, I mean, it's not super big. You could probably fit a debone deer in it. It might be close, but that cooler to me is more of like a drink and a food cooler type of a deal. So we'll have that cooler for those drinks. Um, 
we'll have a big, like I've got my 110, we'll have that for like a meat cooler as we need it. And then um, we've got like a 65 quart that we can take with us as well for like extra storage. But one thing that we're like, we would definitely need the 65 quart if we didn't have a refrigerator in the, in the, uh, in our camp trailer. So we, I've talked about it a ton before. We took a cargo trailer, simple cargo trailer, just wanted to pull the side by side with it, or just wanted to, tr- uh, move this. I wanted it for a trailer for the side by side. And then did the cargo option so we could just toss stuff in it. Um, doesn't get dusty, doesn't get rained on. We can lock it, all the things that, uh, quickly kind of morphed into, well, also, if we get a cargo trailer, then we can just throw cots, throw an air or a, an air mattress on the floor if we need to. We can sleep in it if needed. That quickly morphed into a whole YouTube rabbit hole of insulating it, throwing electrical in it, and making a bed in it, and putting cabinets and all the things to where it's basically a very functional hunting trailer now, which is really nice to have a hard-sided trailer uh, that can be heated and all the things. We talked about that trailer and kind of the breakdown of it in quite a few episodes back. I think it was like mule deer uh, mule deer camping in the trailer or something like that. But that's an episode we went through the whole thing and broke it down. Um, so with that, we put like a little dorm fridge inside that I can plug into an inverter to run off 12 volt battery. And with that, we can put, um, that's where we put like our meats. That's mostly really what it is, is like, if we're not going to have meat that's frozen, um, as far as meat that we're just going to eat at, in the evenings, put like lunch meat in there, um, uh, vegetables, things like that, kind of anything that we want to keep dry. We don't really want it to be like floating in water and ice and things. So that's where we get away with not really needing another cooler or not needing a bigger cooler is because we have that, we have that refrigerator that we can keep most of, of those kinds of things in like condiments, things that you just keep, you want to keep chilled. Um, but then we just don't have to deal with ice and all the things as well. So that's always an option too. I guess you could take a dorm fridge with you. Um, anyways, so that's kind of what we're doing. Uh, we're doing the, the freezer, just a couple of coolers. Um, we found that it was just easier to do, you know, drinks, cold drinks in a cooler. Um, it's not too hard to keep that stuff cold. So that's what we're going to do there. Um, as far as how we're, how we pack everything and just how like I pack things going on this trip, um, with Robbie, like a little bit of those breakdowns. Um, I have the 75 liter, the Yeti Panga bag. That one has been really nice for like some gear stuff. I tend to just keep that as my clothing bag. So I can just put like all my clothes in it and that, that stays in there. And then those first light dirt bag duffels are great for packing. It's like three different sizes. Um, and yeah, so, um, you know, one of them I might put like, um, a bunch of like 
uh, like use it as your snack bag or just another gear bag. Um, totes are great as well, but those are just like a few of the bags that I've used. The Eddie Panga and the First Light Dur bags, and then the the totes, just regular totes from Lowe's or Walmart or wherever. Um, the heavier duty ones are typically a bit better. Um, I put like I might have all my gear in one tote. This is how I have it set up right now. I have like a ton of gear set up in one tote. So especially if we're going to be like doing a roadside camp, planning on staying out of the trailer or staying out of a wall tent or something, I'll still have a tote that is just full of like backpacking gear that I can throw in my backpack and I can throw a couple days of food in and go spike out. Um, so do a gear tote. I have a snack and a food tote. So that's basically just um, all the snacks that I'm going to want for like the daily when we get back in the evening, I can like dump out, um, all the trash from one day out of the bag. I can throw in food for a new day and roll with it. Um, and then I usually do duffel bags, uh, for clothing. And then I, I do split some of my gear, like my day gear and then overnight gear. I'll split that up between the backpack and the tote, if that makes sense. And then this trip that I'm going on with Robbie, um, this is going to, we're going to pack in with horses. So about the easiest way that I've found when you're going to show up and especially like if you're going to show up to an outfitter that has horses, um, you're going to show up with a buddy that has horses or whatever. Um, everybody likes pack a little bit different, but the, the, you know, three or four different horse guys that I've gone with, this always seems not even be an issue and they never asked me to split gear up or anything um that is uh Cedar summit has some heavier duty dry bags that are pretty awesome for horse packing they give you that cylindrical shape i forget what size they are um you know they're two of them would probably make 75 liters so they might be they might be 30 mm. 35 liter I think they might be 35 liter dry bags anyways um I've got two of those so I usually in one of them I put all the stuff that's going to stay in camp in one of them so sleeping bag sleeping pad um if I'm going to bring like uh sometimes I bring a Helinox cot we might see about this this trip um any other things like that um charging stuff that I'm going to keep in the tent um I'll put all that in one and then in the other one, um, you know, I might put like, this is a camera trip. So I've got to bring some battery charging equipment. Um, and then like lights and some extra stuff. I just try to keep them split up into two different bags. That way they're easier. And they're like that cylindrical shape fits into a panniered really nice. Um, and then they're also a nice size. If they need to get top packed, they can throw them on the top. And having two of them, it kind of splits your gear around a little bit and makes it just a little bit, just easier to pack overall. And then I try to keep my backpack like fairly light, um, keep the stuff like first aid kit, um, a little bit of food, a little bit of water, you know, spotting scope, tripod, some of the things if the horse goes down, you don't want him to land on it. Um, keep some of that stuff in your backpack. So if you go off the horse, you can land on it instead and gosh that's pretty much it just keep it uh keep it simple try not to get things too like mixed up I really try to keep things organized 
Um, and it always seems to, the totes especially, really seem to help with some of that. Um, so, gosh, I think that's all I've got. We are going to, we're going to close this one out. Um, it's been real and hope everybody has a great rest of September and we will see you around, I guess. So talk to you guys later.